Well, hello, Jer. Today I'm going to talk about Armagh. It was St. Patrick who founded Armagh in 445 when he built a stone church there. Today, Armagh is the ecclesiastical capital with two cathedrals, a Catholic one and a Church of Ireland one. But the interesting thing is they're both called St. Patrick's. Now, this could be a bit confusing for the visitor. Since 1353, the Catholic Archbishop of Armagh has the title Primate of All Ireland, while the Archbishop of Dublin is called the Primate of Ireland. The same applies to the Church of Ireland. There is a Primate of All Ireland and a Primate of Ireland in Dublin. Armagh is the smallest city in Northern Ireland, with a population of just under 15,000. Although in 2026 Armagh was the seat of the Primate of All Ireland, and as such it was considered a city, it wasn't given official status until 1994, when Queen Elizabeth II granted it officially to celebrate the 1550th anniversary of Armagh's foundation by St. Patrick. Nearby Navan Fort is the site of a great temple, which dates back to 958 BC. It was a pagan ceremonial site, but today it looks like a circular hilltop, which is 250 metres in diameter. It was an important place, and it features in the ancient tales of the Ulster Cycle and the story that gives Armagh its name. The ancient stories of Ireland were written down by the monks in the 11th and 12th centuries, but those were probably copies of previous manuscripts, which had been lost or burnt by the Vikings. The great thing about Irish literature is that it has been preserved by the strong oral tradition of Shanachies, or storytellers. The story of how Armagh got its name comes in what is called the Ulster Cycle. It all began with a man called Krunku, who had a wife who had sworn him to secrecy as regards her name, telling him that if he ever gave her name, their life together would come to an end. They spent many happy years together. But one day, Krunku said there was going to be a great fair in Ulster, and the king and queen would both be there. Krunku told his wife he wanted to go. She said he shouldn't go because in a moment of merriment he might let slip her name. Krunku promised not to mention her name to anyone. The fair was packed with people who wanted to take part in the games and to show off their strength and feats to the crowds. The heroes and champions of Ulster were there next to the king and they were talking excitedly about the grand chariot race which was to take place. The race began and as expected the king's horses were out in front right from the beginning and so easily won the race. Everyone was congratulating the king and Krunku, who might have had a bit too much to drink, said, Oh, my wife could run faster than the king's horses. Now, unfortunately for him, the king heard Krunku and summoned him over. The king was very angry and said that Krunku had insulted him. He ordered his men to go immediately to Krunku's house and to bring his wife to take part in a race against his horses. 
When Krunghu's wife saw the king's messengers coming to her door, she knew that something bad had happened. She opened the door and the messengers told her what had happened and that she would have to accompany them. She said she was expecting a baby and was not in condition for running a race. They told her that her husband would be killed if she did not come. Reluctantly, she went and implored the king for mercy, saying her baby was due at any moment and that she would willingly take part in a race after her child was born. But the king was adamant. Krunku had insulted him and she would have to run a race with his horses. Krunku's wife begged the onlookers to help her and have mercy on her, but to no avail. They shouted, run the race! The king was getting impatient and said if she didn't run the race, he would kill her husband. He asked her for her name. She answered, my name is Macha. She finally agreed and was brought out beside the horses. From the moment the race began, she was out in front and ran faster than the wind and easily won the race. She collapsed and gave birth there and then not to one baby, but to two. She said, My name is Macha, and from this day on, this place will be known as Awan Macha, which means the twins of Macha. And because no one had come to her aid when she pleaded with them, she put a curse on all the Ulster men, saying that in times of war, they would become as weak as a woman is when she is giving birth to a child. She said the curse would last for five days and four nights and that their descendants would also be affected by the curse for nine generations. The place became known as Awanmacha, which then became Ardwacha and then Arma, as it is known today. It later became one of the great royal capitals of Gaelic Ireland and even became known as the City of Saints and Scholars. By the 7th century, Armagh had become the site of the most important church, monastery and monastic school in the north of Ireland. However, in 839 and 869, the monastery of Armagh was raided by the Vikings, who had discovered that valuable silver items were likely to be found in churches and monasteries. Luckily, a 9th century Irish manuscript called the Book of Armagh survived and is now in the library of Trinity College, Dublin. It is priceless as it allows us to see the oldest surviving examples of Irish. Among the famous names associated with Armagh is that of Brian Baru. He was crowned High King of Ireland on the Rock of Cashel in 1002. Before him, there were a number of kings ruling over different parts of Ireland, in particular were those of the O'Neill dynasty. They had ruled most of Ireland for over 600 years, so Brian Baru was the first high king who was not an O'Neill. His name, Baru, in Irish is Baruma, which means of the cattle tributes. The money he got from the smaller kingdoms he gave to the church and to scholars, and to the needy. He was a valiant warrior who defeated the Vikings in the Battle of Clontarf, and although he himself was killed in that battle, it was Brian Baru 
who had granted the plenary primatial right of Armagh. But with the dissolution of the monasteries in 1540, Armagh lost its status. Brian Baru has gone down in history as the last High King who was able to unite all the provinces of Ireland. He is buried in the graveyard of St. Patrick's Church of Ireland Cathedral. There are many famous people who are descendants of Brian Baru. Among them was the late Queen Elizabeth II of England. And this means the present King Charles is also a descendant of Brian Baru. Another famous person from Armagh is St. Malachy, who was the first officially canonised Irish saint. He was born of Irish nobility in Armagh in 1094. He served as abbot at Bangor, Bishop of Connor and Archbishop of Armagh. He's also very famous for being the author of a long list of future popes in the Catholic Church. Armagh has always been an educational centre from the time of St. Patrick, and in 1608 the Royal School was founded. However, after the Nine Years' War, that's 1688 to 1697, Armagh was in ruins. St. Patrick's Cathedral had to be rebuilt. It then came under the control of the Church of Ireland. Armagh became part of the plantation of Ulster when Protestant landowners from Britain were granted land. They were given land on condition that they also brought workers with them who would settle there and who would work on the land. The famous Armagh Observatory was opened in 1790 as a centre for astronomical research and many years later the Armagh Plantarium was added in 1968. Following Catholic emancipation, William Crawley was appointed Catholic Archbishop of Armagh in 1835. On St. Patrick's Day, 1840, he laid the foundation stone for the St. Patrick's Catholic Cathedral. But construction was not able to begin because of the arrival of the famine and then the death of the architect Thomas J. Duff in 1848. A new architect, J.J. McCarthy, was appointed in 1854 and work began. The cathedral was finished in 1873 and was finally consecrated in 1904. There is a spirit of friendship between the two cathedrals in Armagh who alternate with services in the week of prayer for Christian unity. Today, Armagh City is thriving and attracts visitors from all over the world. It is famous for its cathedrals, its observatory and planetarium, its Georgian architecture and its connection with Jonathan Swift or Dean Swift as he was generally known. He was a frequent visitor to Armagh and often worshipped at St. Patrick's Church of Ireland Cathedral. There is an early first edition of Gulliver's Travels in the Armagh Robinson Library. Swift had made various corrections in the margins where the publisher had changed the original text. He was angry about the changes that the publisher had made for fear of legal action. The library has signed copies of Gulliver's Travels and also letters written by Swift himself. Visitors today are invited to go on the nature walks which were designed by Dean Swift. They also like to have a photo sitting on a stone chair where Swift composed his poems. 
Armagh is a beautiful city, full of history and rich in heritage, and well worth a visit. <laughs>